1: my friends, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. Now, if you're a long time watcher of Ups and Downs, you will be saying to yourself, Simon, you told us you weren't going to do Raw this week because it's the best off and there was no need. Well, I wasn't lying. I'm not a liar. I was telling you the truth because I, the bald a-hole, am not going to be doing Ups and Downs this week because instead, it's me, Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. I'm going to be doing ups and downs because when I have finished delivering all my presents, I really like to watch wrestling. So hello, I am Santa. Let's up those downs. <laughs> So I'm not going to keep doing the voice. I just happen to have the same voice as Simon Miller. I just know if I go the entire time, people are going to want to kill me. Also, I just want to make it very clear that yes, this was the best of Raw. And the reason I am telling you that is because if you watched the opening and you didn't know, you would have felt like you were on drugs. Because the Street Profits were clearly in a green screen area and they kept making stuff appear on the green screen, but they thought they were at Monday Night Raw and they were super duper confused. I was a bit like Montez Ford Angelo Dawkins. You must know this, you're grown adults. They then talked about all the big returns of the year such as Cody Rhodes and Stone Cold Steve Austin and they were super excited about this, as they should have been. All of that was awesome so I'd suppose up. They also got cut off at one point because they did swear and they mentioned things like, oh my gosh, Brock Lesnar had a giant tractor. And this was just a way to kind of make a best off episode feel like we'd filmed new material for it. Otherwise, it was absolutely pointless. But the most important thing about all of this is the reason WWE did it is so production staff could have a week off. That's very nice. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum which is why I ain't gonna complain. Also, why would I complain? (laughs) Ho, 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 I'm Santa Claus. See, I told you it would get annoying. Then turned out our actual hosts were gonna be Corey Graves and Jackie Redmond, and they were hanging out in Stanford HQ. And of course, the first feud they talked about was Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. The program that will never die. Yeah, that did turn out to be pretty damn good, all things considered, because it did feel like, oh my gosh, WWE, why are you going back to that? But then they had a decent match at WrestleMania, and at SummerSlam, Brock literally flipped the ring onto its side. I mean, that's always going to get people excited, especially the elves. The thing is... The footage they showed was from this Last Man Standing match. and That wasn't on Raw, that was on a premium live event. And maybe this was called the best of WWE, but I do not believe it was. I believe it was called the best of WWE Raw. But now I've said that out loud, I have no idea. But it confused me because I'm stupid. So we are pulling a straws here and fair play to everyone involved in this for making it work. But look, I've got to get it down from somewhere. So because they showed me some Slack footage, <laughs> I'm giving it a down. No, I don't know why we're making this video either. I just feel sad when people fib to me. And this continued because Corey and Jackie then started talking about Wrestlemania. And I was like, what do I look like to you, an idiot? And I realized, yes, that is true. The thing is, I did get to go to this year's Mania, and it was absolutely awesome, especially because I got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. And we saw some highlights from that, and it just brought a tear to my eye, like Ric Flair at the Royal Rumble, because I still can't believe this happened. I mean, it was totally surreal and basically like a dream. We also focused on the Sami Zayn Jackass match, which was an absolute masterpiece. When we actually had a new clip from Sam, who was all like, well, WWE management told me they were never going to show that clip again. But it's okay because I think I had a fabulous 2022 and so did the bloodline correct my dream is that come 2023 as well we do turn Sami zayn back into a baby face and if you need to research that go and look what triple h did with him down in nxt i was just so pleased to see zayn here because he could argue that he is the mvp of wwe over the last 12 months i mean he barely dropped the ball and he did come up with that jackass match which is basically perfect for what it was meant to be so i'm gonna give it it up i don't know and then there was a new day interview next Kind of liked it. Kathy Kelly was doing this chat and basically saying, wow, you're the best tag team ever and now you're the NXT tag team champions, although I'm pretty sure that Xavier Woods for Christmas got every single Nintendo 64 game ever made, so you could take all of your belts and you could just throw them in the toilet. That's the real highlight here. I need to go around his house. That'd be creepy. And of course, I know that he got those gifts because <laughs> I delivered them to him, you know, because of Santa Claus here. And of course, the New Day totally understand what they're meant to do. So Kofi Kingston and Woods put over Pretty Deadly. They put over NXT and were like, <laughs> we're triple crown winners now. And when we were kids, you don't actually believe you'll make it this far. They also mentioned their matches with the Usos, which said the highlights of them taking on Jimmy and Jay. And I'm sorry, (laughs) that did not happen on Raw. It was SmackDown. However, by this point, I realized, oh, it is just the best of WWE show. And I have been an absolute buffoon. This is why my parents didn't talk to me the other day. Let's just give it up. And then we had a Bianca Belair video. What a damn baby face! It is one that they have played before but it goes through her childhood and all the struggles she has been through in order to make it to the WWE and become a superstar. And that is basically what happened in 2022 and then we cut to Bianca and we were doing an interview with her and she just comes across so well. I think she's going to have another great 12 match. There was also a bit of inside baseball, because she talked about her husband Montez Ford, which we moved on to the WrestleMania match with Becky Lynch. And if I was going to do a best matches of 2022, which I have done, and I did do this as well, I would put Becky versus Bianca on it, because I just think they had to do a certain type of fight, and they absolutely delivered. I know we were all like, mm, I don't want Becky Lynch as a heel. That's perfectly reasonable, but she still got the job done and thought it was terrific. We also got to promote the match next week, where she is taking on alexa bliss and while i can't see alexa becoming the royal women's champion something is going to happen here i can see it in my north pole crystal ball that you didn't know that was a thing but you know you ain't santa and i am let's just give it an up once again I don't know. It was pure joy after this, though, because we did go back to the fake home of Drew McIntyre Wells as we relived everything at Clash of the Castle and we talked about Sheamus versus Gunther. And let's face it, if you want to say that was the best match of WWE in 2022, I ain't going to argue with you. Derrishman also joined from his home and he was talking about how great that pay per view was and the fact he had a good old fashioned Donnybrook. And I believe we had two of these over the last year. And I still have absolutely no idea what it means. Samus did say that he should have called this shillelagh shenanigans. I was like, that's it. You're my brand new hero. And do not forget, he has been absolutely fantastic over the last year. And a couple of years ago, he thought he was done. He thought it was over. He thought he's going to have to retire. So as ever, he's just an underrated gem. And when he does go away, we're all going to look back and go, we should have appreciated him more. So why don't we appreciate him now? So look, I'm going to do it. You do it too. Everybody stand up. Take your hands and pretend you're giving Seamus a hug. And if you did do that, you're absolutely crazy, but I appreciate you. Let's
0: give it a hug. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with better help Visit BetterHelp.com/whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/whatculture.
1: But then back to Sammy Zane after this. WWE must know. And he was basically there to talk about everything with the bloodline and the fact that they've made up words over the past 12 months. And he said that Roman Reigns is the greatest person ever. Look what's happened to Sola Sokoa since he debuted at Class of the Castle and the Usos are breaking rakings all over the place. And as for Zami, he's finally found his home. So it's been a tremendous time. He also moved on to War Games from Survivor Series and showed a picture at the end and treated it like this was his family Christmas photo. So once again, when they do portray him, water is going to come out of my eyes. Also tied into the fact that on Friday, we are going to get Kevin Owens and John Cena, taking on Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. And that obviously is going to have some impact on the Raw Rumble too, so I can't help it. I'm super excited, as is the entire wrestling world. WWE has officially sold out SmackDown, which is quite tremendous. John Cena is a draw, even though we can't see him. Then Drew McIntyre was here, which was kind of nice because he did discuss his recent medical suspension. He said he was getting there though and he looks forward to being back soon and he talked about his match with Roman Reigns from Clash of the Castle. It was all like that damn Solo Sokoa, he screwed me over. And now when I do look back on it with hindsight, I totally think that WWE made the right call here because Drew is still a massive star and Solo may be the breakout star of the year. He also reminded us that he was a huge reason for this pay-per-view in the UK and thank you very much McIntyre because look what he has done. Not only was it a massive Success, but it was so damn big, it looks like we're now going to get one every single year annually. And that is an absolute wild turnaround. For a good while there, nobody cares. He also got a wink, wink, nudge, nudge as to what he may do at WrestleMania 39. Because from nowhere he went, oh man, I tell you I hate. That Gunther. And I tell you what I also love, the intercontinental title... That will be ridiculous too because they will actually kill each other. I mean that's what they will try to do and I suppose you could probably do it at the Royal Rumble if McIntyre is able to return but these were probably the best bits of the show because they did give you a bit of context about where WWE does want to head so I'll give it an up but once again do not forget the number boxes this week are totally irrelevant and they're pretty irrelevant anyway. What I am going to do though is I'm going to get a random down because he also talked about everything between him and Karrion Cross. That program just ended. <laughs> Even when they went through it here, I was a bit like, "Yeah, it just stopped. What the flab happened?" And no one ever told me. And as Santa Claus, I believe I should be told everything. Down. We then focus on all of the returns from 2022, from Dakota Kai to Braun Strowman, as well as the biggest of them all. Cody Rhodes too, Cody Rhodes then appeared in the studio on the big screen as he did an interview and he talked about his match with Seth Rollins and when he comes back maybe just maybe they will fight again although he is going to be focused on other things. And going back to what we said earlier, if you want to come into my igloo right now, it's not where Santa lives, if you want to come to the North Pole right now and say I think Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes in Hell in a Cell is one of WWE's best matches this year, once again I ain't going to argue with you. Santa doesn't argue, not even with Mrs. Claus. He also strongly hinted that when he does return, his plan is to become WWE Champion, although he was far more cryptic than that. And there are some rumors out there that before we get to WrestleMania, the Universal title and the WWE title are going to be split up. Now I don't believe these, but I do think he should come back as a surprise at the Royal Rumble. I do think he should win that thing, and then whatever we do at the granddaddy of them all should have Cody becoming the champion. That's right, I said it. And just because that return moment was so damn good and I got to experience it live, giving it up. Liv Morgan joined in all of this next. I'm going to give her an instant down because WWE did not do right by her after she had that Ronda Rousey feud or during that feud. We could have done so much better. However, she is very good at coming across like a babyface and talked about the fact that when she won the Money in the Bank title, briefcase, thingamajig, that was the best night of her career. And she beat Ronda twice. And even though she's not the champion right now, her goal for 2023 is to hurt her opponents however she can. So there's a cool idea, especially because it's open to interpretation. As we've said a lot on this show, as long as you do have an idea for someone after the fact, then all of this is okay. And I think there is a huge upside when it comes to Liv Morgan. Therefore, I'm giving it up. Video for Judgment Day after this, and they absolutely deserve all the praise, because what a turnaround they had when we also started to talk about the US Championship and that revival, as well as what a fantastic year Bob Lashley has had. I mean, you could argue this was one of his best yet because he has come of age, and there was some hinting here with Adam Pearce. He was like, well, I don't know when Lashley is going to return to Raw, but we're strongly discussing it. And I tell you this, well, wrestling entertainment, if this isn't a tease about the Hurt Business coming back together, then you're going to ruin my Christmas and you don't want to do that. But I am going to give it up to Bobby Lashley just because whether he's a good guy, whether he's a bad guy, finally, we just figured it out. Somebody looked at him and went, well, he is a big old lad. Why don't we just let him run through people? And surprise, surprise, it worked every single time. Up. Also, if you do reunite the business, look at all the feuds you can do. You could do the Boring Brutes, you could do the Usos, you could do the Bloodline. There'll be a bunch of other people I'm not even thinking about right now. You could even introduce Trios titles. Even though everyone will go, oh, they're just copying AEW, why would you care? Would be a really good idea. If you are interested in how much WWE loves Logan Paul, (laughs) it was him that closed out the show. Because it was all about his match from Crown Jewel when he took on Roman Reigns. And look, I do totally get this. Nobody should have been this good in their third match, and yet somehow Logan was able to do it. And even though they only showed snippets here, you're still like, that's ridiculous. And then switched to full promotion mode where WWE was like, please watch next week. We have the last SmackDown of 2022, and we have the first Raw. 2023, and we already know that people are going to do this because it is Raw Rumble season, and Raw Rumble season leads to WrestleMania season. That's when numbers keep going up again. Deep down in my tum tum, I actually think these two premium live events may be two of the best WWE has ever done. There's just something in the air. smells like carrots. So I'm just going to give it an up for no reason and when it comes to the show as a whole there is nothing I can do. I don't really know why we decided to review this but look if you like to keep up to date with every single wrestling show then that's my job and it's a pleasure to do it. Also I have no issue with WWE doing this whatsoever. We literally had 51 episodes of Raw. I actually could have taken a week off but I suppose this will do. So as an overall I am giving it